0: I wouldn't say this is a good film, but my God, did I enjoy it.
1: This was exactly as I expected it to be and and then some.
2: I don't think this is a bad film because I think this is exactly the film it wants to be. This is a film that knows that you guys love romance. You guys love Lindsay Lohan. You guys love attractive people with good hair, doing fun things in nice outfits.
0: If you are asking me outright, is this a well-made film? Yes. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do like Parent Trap, but this is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Watch Podcast. Today I'm joined by Claire. Hello. Daisy. Hi and Helen Hi and we're going to be talking about falling for Christmas Merry Christmas everyone
3: Thank you as always to the mighty people for the mighty mighty tunes and thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills
1: Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us
3: and you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at
1: at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram
3: at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, welcome to FlixWatcher podcast. Our guests today are Claire and Daisy. Over to you please Daisy to tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do please. Sure and thank you for having me first of
0: all. Um, So my name's Daisy. In terms of film stuff outside of my day job i actually work in in pr um but outside of that i have produced a few short films in the last few years um that are sort of in festivals are going into the edit at the moment so hopefully it'll be released in the next next few months. Um, and then I have a wonderful podcast that drives me crazy because of the content, but not because of the (laughs) co-host. Um, it's called W Rated. And, um, we watch, um, the worst rated films on IMDb and, uh, might, might be a spoiler, might not be, but, uh, the person who I share that with is actually with us today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When, when, when are we, when are we able to know more about your short films, Daisy?
0: So um the first one that's called Leonardo it actually got screened as part of the London Film Festival which was a huge surprise. It was oh, um, one of the um, smaller showcases. Um so one once it's done its festival run hopefully that should be able to be um, shared online. And then I love you guys has been a huge <laughs> a huge uh, a huge time scale for that one because it was filmed over the pandemic. So we raised all the money um, actually just as the pandemic kicked off, so to speak in 2020. So that was quite a challenge. And then over three or four different filming blocks we've managed to film everything with different crews each time, depending on when we're shooting in London or Sheffield. Um, but that's in the edit, I've seen a couple of rough cuts. So that's really exciting. So that's gonna be start going out to festivals hopefully very soon.
1: And what do you do? What what part do you take in the in the films?
0: So I'm a producer, so I work closely along with the uh, the core the core crew to to just make it happen, make sure everyone's doing their jobs well and getting the support that they need. But um, as part of the challenges with I Love You Guys, our director Billy actually moved to the states to do um, a graduate um, course, so I co-directed with Billy via Zoom <laughs> one of the <laughs> sessions. So I mean, if you're gonna produce a short film. Do it in a pandemic, and then have extra all the extra challenges. I feel like just really to make sure you you really know what you're doing after you've been through all of, these, <laughs> all of the challenges. That's that's definitely the way to do it if you want to learn a lot. In a I short mean, it'll be a piece of, of cake next time.
1: It'll be a piece <laughs> of cake next time.
0: This is how I'm. This is how I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and who are you in the bottom right corner of my screen, as I can see you?
2: Uh, so, I'm Claire. Hello. I am Hello. Daisy's co host, returning Flick Such a guest. Love that I am back again. Um, so, I co host W Rated with Daisy. One day soon, I will also be the host of another podcast. If I get my ass into gear, I've been teasing it since August. And it's still, <laughs> I recorded one episode um, and I arranged guests and then I never did any of it. Um, but yeah. No, I'm here. I am, I am a somewhat retired film critic, but still a film aficionado um, and what number one Irish-based Lindsay Lohan stan. Though in the last two weeks, <laughs> I have learned that so many people, because I live in Ireland now, and she was filming her next film in Ireland called, I think it's called Irish Wish or something like that, but it's based in Ireland. I have learned that so many people I work with have been in rooms with her over the last six months. And like, why oh, wow. has no one ever told me this? Um, so <laughs> feeling, I'm um, like, I'm so, in so many ways, one degree of separation from Lindsay. So close, so far. Well,
1: obviously that, that leads us into this film, which is uh, the one you chose, Falling for Christmas. Yes. I'm, I'm guessing being a, a Lindsay stan is part of the reason why you chose it. Um, if there's anything else, do elaborate on that. And also I'm going to get a timer up and you'll have one minute or less to give us your synopsis
2: so Falling for christmas is uh, not Lindsay lohan's comeback to film because she has been in, film in the last few years but it's her comeback to a starring role and it's her first in a multi-movie deal with netflix she stars as sierra a spoiled hotel heiress who in a accident falls from ski slopes and knocks herself unconscious and then develops amnesia so while she can she can remember a few things she cannot remember who she is What she's doing, and she is found by a guy who runs a very small B and B. Oh, sorry, you've
1: you've gone into the synopsis. I didn't know he started. Oh no!
2: no. Oh no! I thought
1: you pressed start. Keep going. Keep, keep going. going. I'll keep going. Oh no. You got um, You've got more time than normal.
0: Oh, <laughs> she tricked away It's it. actually <laughs> really
2: simple synopsis as well. I don't even need that much time. Um she for um she needs the owner of an airbnb who takes her in and she learns to fend for herself. She learns to be her own person, and of course she falls in love with the owner of the B and B who happens to be a single dad. But will true love prevail? Will she find her memory? Will she find out that she's actually rich and engaged to another man? Is Santa real? So many questions.
1: (laughs) All right, so.
2: Went off the hinges there, I apologize. (laughs)
1: That's no, all right. It's all right. This is, our, this is our first Christmassy film, I think. Helen, isn't it? In, in, in the five plus you nearly know, six years of doing wow, this podcast,
3: I think yeah, it's the second one, but the, we may have done a Christmas film outside of the Christmas season. So this is our first official Christmas special.
1: So what was nice. that Christmas film? I can't remember. The holiday. Oh uh, yeah.
3: Also, sorry, Lindsay Lohan.
1: Is she
2: in the holiday?
1: Oh, yeah, she's she in the is trailer. is in the isn't trailer she? that Cameron Diaz is making. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, starring. I
2: love that. There. I know that. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> bit a Look, it counts on Letterboxd,
1: therefore, it counts. Sure. <laughs> of course, Holiday Sam. Sorry if you're listening. I know you're a big fan and you probably want to uh, kill me for not remembering the, the holiday. It is a Christmas film, I guess. Yeah, fine. Um, but yeah, this is our first Christmas special recorded at Christmas time. Um, Netflix doesn't have many. Obviously, good Christmas films. Uh, is this one of them, Helen?
3: Put your spot there, Helen. According to Netflix, this was a ninety-eight percent match, which I feel was maybe <laughs> a bit of a reach on their behalf. Um, I, I'm not. I, I like some Christmas films, but the ones I like tend to be quite, re, quite old ones. I should say. Um, I'm not big into the Hallmark Christmas films. Um, there's no surprises. Um, so I guess going into this, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but I, I actually thought it was fine. I thought it was like quite fun. <laughs> uh, uh it's 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 very, very sweet. There's a couple of very strange moments in it. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a ninety eight percent match, but on the whole I, I I had a nice time with it. So um
1: yeah, yeah. Just to, this time I keep a minute, I've been minutes asked for like a while now, if people can tell us what their match scores was with uh, Netflix, mine was 94%, which I thought was uh, excessive on this. Um but I think myself and Helen... The
0: algorithm doesn't we, lie, listen. Does it not? <laughs> the data doesn't lie.
1: <laughs> because myself and Helen have to watch a lot of films that we wouldn't traditionally watch, which mm. is a very good thing as well. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how closely Netflix can, mm. can track our scores. Mm. But did you guys get um, a match score if you remember it?
0: Oh, I don't have a match score. Yeah, I've just tried to look it up, which is why I got really close to the camera as I <laughs> grabbed my remote to turn it on mute just in case Netflix does its thing of dun, playing dun. everything automatically. Um, and yeah, it's not coming up for me. Oh, really? I don't know. If, I don't know if it. Did you see it bef- after you watched it, or does it have to be before you? It's watched before
1: it? you press play.
2: So, right. That so, surprising? yeah, I watched
0: it weeks ago. So I don't. Same. Know what I it was. had
2: watched it prior to being invited to this wonderful experience. Okay. So it was like we don't need to recommend it, this to you. We know you love it. We don't need <laughs> to.
0: And I actually watched it at my boyfriend's. So his Netflix recommendations are going to be nice and swerved now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: What about yourself, Daisy? Was is, is this a, is this a good Christmas film for Netflix, or is, is, is right, it a good listen, Christmas film in general?
0: Good, good, and Christmas films—they don't need to be. That's not my my thing of good. Doesn't need to come into Christmas films. Like Christmas films just need to make me feel Christmassy. I think. I think there's a different scale of good when it comes to films versus. Mm. Christmas films <laughs> to be fair I think Claire would agree that even with regular films I've got a really really funny <laughs> funny definition of good
3: um, so all these I all would... these
1: worst rated films are ones you actually like is that what you're saying well, I always
3: end up liking like, most you, of you're, you're them, doing yeah. a podcast on the worst rated IMDB films now the top yes. rated IMDB films some of those are quite questionable so once you get down the bottom <laughs> get really like, there's some interesting things going on down there
2: <laughs> Daisy
3: yourself to see the positive in everything. I do. I
1: do. Well, as, as they, Daisy is a filmmaker, so as you know, it's super difficult to get a film started. So I think that everyone who's made a film or anything like that will
0: yeah, kind of have some sympathy. Funny enough, doesn't stop me ripping into a few of them sometimes, <laughs> um, but I do, I do preface it by saying like, you know, I appreciate everyone's hard work, but I wouldn't, it depends what you're you're going in for. I wouldn't say this is a good film. But my God, did I enjoy it. (laughs) So is it good? It's good for me for what I wanted it to do. And it's what I expected. For me, there's this whole thing about expectations. If if it's what you wanted from it, and it's entertainment at the end of the day, everything's subjective. It's entertained me and it's what I wanted. Then that's how I struggle with star ratings and stuff. If you are asking me outright, is this a well-made film? Yes. No. (laughs) it's not terrible it's shranky, but it's not it? great it's poor it's <laughs> poor it's poor uh see so
1: yeah there you go <laughs> this was exactly as i expected it to be and and then some it I, I kind of i don't know if i feel sorry for lindsay lohan because she was like disney the disney on the disney kind of uh, pedestal for a while wasn't she and then um you know her career's gone south i i used to kind of laugh at people's careers gone south but now in the post kind of Me Too era, you can kind of see that some of these things some of these things could generally not be as a result of them just being idiots. But although male idiots like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. tend to have a bit more of an opportunity mm-hmm. to come back. So I, you know, I've never really watched and enjoyed a Lindsay Lohan film apart from potentially the parent trap.
2: Do you know like Mean Girls?
1: Oh yeah, of course, Mean Girls, we've had, yeah, of course. Like Mean that's, Girls that's is
2: the one defining film. Like I don't think, yeah. even people that don't love it, I've never met anyone that dislikes it.
1: And we've we've had Mean Girls on here, I was looking forward to Mean Girls being on here, and I do enjoy it. So I apologise. I was thinking more like the Disney, the, the Disney times. But, great but she's a p-
0: Parent Trap is, is parent chef's tra- t- preferred. Yeah. Parent Trap's my number
1: one. Is it? Yeah, I do like Parent Trap though. <laughs> but this is terrible. I'm sorry.
0: I mean, it's I'm not the... going to disagree with you, baby. I, re- I really, I'm really not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight that corner. <laughs>
1: You can of course rehash old storylines, but this I was like this is going to be oh this is a, this is overboard from the eighties. This is Goldiehorn and Kurt Russell's rich woman loses her mind, um, helps out all, poorer people, and falls in love with them. And also, there's a bit of um, it's a wonderful life at the end with the guy kind of going, oh no one's no one's going to help me out. I'm trying to do all these good things for good people, and then my life screwed as a, as a result. And everyone's like, oh, here's some money.
3: They're giving me checks as well. Like <laughs> checks still exist in America
2: they actually yeah, like check
3: for at least 15 years
2: check some places in america still don't have chip and pin they still make you
1: sign america's weird. weird yeah and you have to pay for each check you use in some places don't you have to like 15, 15 cents if you want to actually use a check guys america's strange <laughs> um yeah so I, I i knew it was going to happen uh i don't think it was done that well Lindsay Lohan is is the only person i knew before what's this film Um, You mean
3: you weren't familiar with the Chord Overstreet? Chord Overstreet, that man. That
2: man worked hard. He was like, I'm going to get a job in Glee so i need a musical sounding name my name That's is chord,
0: like a musical so, it, name. so <laughs> i know it sounds completely stupid for me to say so it's not his real name because people name <laughs> the people really really strange things oh so he so did change
1: it to chord.
2: as far as i'm aware it is a stage name but it is such a ridiculous stage mm. name that you would assume it couldn't be a stage name i haven't fact checked myself but i'm well, I might fact track myself while on air, but I'm fairly sure I did read a while ago that he legally changed his name to that.
1: Is he? Um, I don't know who he is, but I'm assuming he's Tad. Uh, so,
2: Jake. yeah, he was the the love interest, the owner of the inn. Oh, yeah,
1: so
2: OK. He's, he's
3: Jake. So he's not the influencer guy? Yeah, no, not, no, 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 no. Chris Pine kind of guy who was kind of like, yeah, he, <laughs> it looks a bit like Chris Pine if Chris Pine's face was a bit different. It's a bit more doughy. <laughs> it looks like Chris Pine if he looked different. <laughs> <laughs> so he was brought into
2: Glee in season two of Glee um, as really? the rival to um, the guy who played Finn who passed away.
1: Uh, Cora Monteith. Mm.
2: Yeah. He was the, the love rival.
1: How many people thought I'd be able to pull out the actors
0: in Glee yeah, that was, season two? That was very quick off the draw, Kirby. <laughs> I'm a
2: complete liar. His re- legal name is Cordova Street and he is the son of a musician. There we go. Fair I something
0: about me just knew that that was too, like... like Too terrible. Too strange to not be <laughs>
2: true. <laughs> um, but Yeah, no, he came into Glee and he's done a few things after Glee, but I would personally, as a Matt a massive Gleek, like I saw Glee live in London um, and <laughs> I, um, I think this is his biggest role since Glee. Again, yeah. fact check me away on Twitter, go wild, do what you want.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't buy the relationship <laughs> as well. There's so many things, there's so many things I had issues with. I think the acting was a bit of OTT and nonsensical. I didn't buy that he, he wouldn't recognise her as well. Because at least that right. was... I that, that kind of each ma- other. I, yeah.
2: I have to say, I'm, I'm I'm so ready to mount my soapbox to disagree Good. with almost <laughs> everything <laughs> you said, but I do agree with that point. Like, yeah. as, as a nervous person who hates upsetting people, if I had bumped into someone and spilled something on them, and then they screamed at me, I, their face would be burned into my memory. <laughs> like the, her overreaction, I'd never forget her face.
0: So my so my my writing away of that is that he did just say, I didn't know who your dad was or I didn't know you were her daughter. So no, they don't write in how he would react. It would have been better and more thought out for him to be like, there is a reason why he doesn't tell her who she is or something. And then Hmm. it just give a bit more to the plot, you know, that he's maybe not got the best intentions. Not necessarily sinister, just in, in a very, like, sort of, in this sort of settings world of him kind of getting his own back a little bit and making her work, like, and help out and things like that and then falling for her anyway. Still not knowing who Dad was, but yeah, no, he it doesn't make sense that that would happen and then him reacts the way that he <laughs> but does. But she was and... wearing
2: sunglasses.
0: Ah, I see. Well, <laughs>
2: It's the Clark Kent effect. And if Superman has <laughs> lasted 40 years, I guess Lindsay Lohan and sunglasses can last a 90 minute movie.
1: I don't know if you guys have seen Overboard, but that was one of the things that made it really sinister was that the fact that the same thing happens. Well, she falls She falls overboard on, from a ship and uh, loses her, her memory that way. But... Kurt Russell, who plays, who essentially is Cord's character in this, in Overboard, um, does recognise it was Goldiehorn.
0: Oh, I and see, well, there you I, go.
1: So yeah. So in the eighties, that was kind of ha 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 So yeah, no, I've, but, never seen no but, it. I've not seen it. No, so no. I'm going to give myself um, a
0: little gold star for being like, oh, I've actually thought it was quite a good idea. Yeah. And it's just it, been it, done before. Great. Yeah. It's now, it's now, <laughs> it's now
1: very kind of like, dude, that's wrong. Just like take the
0: oh, lady yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose maybe mine wouldn't be completely appropriate, but they'd be, they'd, we'd find a way, we'd find a way. <laughs>
1: uh, was there anyone else in the cast of Note? Um, was anyone in the cast? I mean, the little girl's cute, wasn't she? Oh,
0: she was lovely, like gold star oh, to her. The acting was awful. <laughs> I just oh. can't stand that over, over-egging theatre style. <laughs> like, cause kids don't talk like that, you know? <laughs> Like, it's like precocious, but like in a really bad way. Like, it's precocious, but not in a charming slash annoying. It's it's precocious in a, why are you talking like a 60-year-old on the stage? Like, it's just something, it just, just her, her, the, her the line delivery didn't match that of an 11-year-old girl. And it just kind of took me out of it a little bit because it was just like... She was probably the best actress, but that's why it was bad, because she was overegging everything, whereas no one else was really meeting that level of schmaltz and stage acting, as I probably shouldn't call it, but
3: that's what I think of.
1: Is there anyone for you, Helen, that stood out in the cast? Uh,
3: I mean, stood out in a weird way it had to be uh Tad. Mm.
2: He was in a he was in a different movie.
3: I know, but he kind of made it work.
2: <laughs> he did, he did.
3: Uh,
0: uh, after a little while, I was like, okay, I'm kind of buying into this now. There's
2: a tradition of that role in these movies as well. Like having, unfortunately, put my, uh, putting myself through a few of these Netflix Christmas movies. Like that's a that's a signature role in these films.
1: What's that like? Like, it's, unwitting.
2: it's almost like the old school Shakespeare, like Midsummer Night's Dream, like the Pixies. Is it the Pixies? or Whatever they are, like the ones that cause the mischief. Mm. So there's like, I profess this by saying, I actually don't like Christmas or Christmas movies, but for whatever reason, I got mad into Netflix Christmas movies for the last couple of years. So they had a franchise, which is The Christmas Prince. Don't know, I'm going to assume that Kobe has not put himself through this. Nope. If Kobe thinks this is a bad movie, oh boy, just wait until you get to the Christmas Prince movies. There's three of them. They will take you to a whole other plane of Christmas-level badness. Um, but they are like, they, that was the prototype because that movie for whatever reason exploded it was like the best netflix movie that had ever been made the best original movie people were doing watch parties there was like one person that watched it like every night for 80 nights in a row and like, <laughs> they released the stats and they were like whoever this person is please seek help like and so then they made two sequels and then the cast didn't want to do them anymore. So then they made the Princess Switch movies starring Vanessa oh, Hudgens. Where Vanessa yeah, Hudgens. I've seen
0: those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so they're the second one. And they also exist in the same universe as the Christmas Prince movies because they're making a Christmas Netflix universe. And um, right. So there are two, if not three, of those movies where it's basically the Prince and the Pawpaw. Vanessa Hudgens is a struggling baker at Christmas. And then there's a struggling princess at Christmas. And they switch roles and fall in love they and realize identical. the true meaning yeah. of Christmas. Um, um, and now they don't, Vanessa Hudgens doesn't want to be in those anymore either. So now we have the Fallen for Christmas universe.
0: Castle for sing- Christmas is also in this universe as Carter well. Castle for
2: Christmas tried. I don't think they succeeded in the way that the other ones Had a little, had a little did.
0: Easter egg in this film though, didn't
2: it? It did. It did. So there is, a, there is a Netflix Christmas universe. But every single one of these films has to have a girl out of her element. It has to have a a man who is a single dad or, in the case of a Christmas prince, an older brother with a young sibling who he has had to take over a mentorship role. Because, like, so the dad is dead. So he's basically the father. It has to have a camp best friend or best friends. In the case of Falling for Christmas, they slightly switched that up, that it is her fiancé, but they're very rarely together. And in the other films, the camp friend is always just off causing mischief. It has to have an <laughs> overaching, worrying parent figure, and it has to have a love story. And it has to have an absolutely ludicrous ending love story that would never happen in the real world. And Falling for Christmas, it was just like, tick 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 tickety tick we have done all the things that a Netflix Christmas movie requires
3: <laughs> Did they also all have the creepy Santa who was just a little bit creepy. Look, Santa
2: like well, this is my thing as well uh, and this is what I wanted to bring to the table where are your guys's opinion on movie set Christmas that have fuck all to do with Santa just randomly having Santa in like, if it's a Santa movie, fair play. Like, be Santa. But when it's a movie that's completely set in the real world, <laughs> where we all know Santa doesn't exist. Yeah, and but... Then they're just like,
0: Santa's Yeah, there. but that's what they're trying to say, is that she was the miracle that the daughter wished for. So just a little... Is there a little sprinkling of magic in there? Because magic at christmas etc etc yeah i don't know well, it's just par for the course in it whatever you know it's just like christmas bingo at this point with any christmas film but
2: in christmas prince and in the princess witch there is like an old christmasy man just always being like
0: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> a christmasy man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like you're not allowed to say santa because it's trademark
3: trademark <laughs> yeah netflix are like didn't get the trademark off disney did we <laughs>
0: maybe they don't want to pay
2: the royalties i don't know but there's always it's just like Colin truck.
3: the caterpillar but uh cuba
0: or whatever he's <laughs> yeah. called because he's Cooper from Alvine copyright Charlie. Charlie. Char- Cooper, <laughs> but there's always
2: it. just a mischievous man with a white beard being like hoo, hoo,
1: hoo, in the background why is that man still here <laughs> uh, he
3: just turned up on set one day and, yeah. <laughs> and they were like you look Christmassy. come on Get in <laughs>
1: Uh, Guys, is there anything else you want to say before I head to the scores on this? I mean, Lindsay Lohan, sorry. Um, Lindsay Lohan.
2: Can I just defend the film? Of course. Like, again, as someone who is not mad into Christmas, I don't think this is a bad film because I think this is exactly the film it wants to be. This film is not trying to be an award-winning, glorious film. This is a film that knows that you guys love romance. You guys love Lindsay Lohan. You guys love attractive people with good hair, doing fun things, in nice outfits.
1: Who's Do- attractive.
2: Lindsay Lohan and Cordova <laughs> Street are mildly attractive. If you were if you live where I live, <laughs> they walk down the street, you would stop and stare. <laughs> like they may not be like, I still think their movie star attractive. But like, go out in the real world, then come back and tell me that they're not attractive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no she was right
0: all
1: (laughs) all of them
2: (laughs) i must return to netflix immediately (laughs)
1: um
0: but this
2: is a film to just pop on while you're wrapping your presents while you're writing your christmas cards while you're having friends over and you're having a mulled wine or a hot chocolate or eating a box of celebrations this is a perfect christmas present wrapping film and for me Someone else summed it up better, and I wish I knew who wrote this review, because I cannot remember, but someone basically wrote, this is the apex mountain of Hallmark movies. So, like, I've watched it. I used to be mad into Hallmark movies. It was an embarrassing time in my life, but they, I used to go home every day and watch a minimum of three Hallmark movies every day after school. Oh I just loved it. <laughs> True crime Hallmark movies. The one starring flora Birch, where she's the kid on the milk bottle who was abducted. Telling you, great movie. Don't know what it is. Great movie. Um, so this is a low rung of, like, normal, in ha- in quotation marks, movies, but of a hallmark made-for-TV movie. This is perfection on every level. You've got a cast who can act. You guys might disagree, but like they're not bad at acting. They're not great at acting, but they're not bad at acting. You've got a somewhat okay budget. It's not falling apart at the seams. You've got a decent soundtrack. You've got, it's well put together. It's edited okay. Like this is peak made for TV movie. It unfortunately does not cross over that barrier. And I wonder if it did want to cross over it, but of what it is, it's the top. It is the top of that pyramid. And I, like, uh, we did an episode on I Know Who Killed Me starring Lindsay Lohan back in 2020, and I said had Lindsay have gone through her struggles a few years later, what would have saved her would have been a Netflix deal. So now to see her get her Netflix deal has made me so I didn't know happy. it was a deal
0: actually. Which it's is a free, good. It's a free it's film deal.
2: So the second nice. film is like Irish Wish or something like that. And it's about mm-hmm. her wishing to be married to someone in Ireland. And I don't know what the third one is. Um, wishing but-
1: something else. So that's like, it's like Leap Year, wasn't that set in
2: Ireland? So it, yeah, it's very, so basically she's starring, she is maid of honour at her best friend's wedding. And it's a guy that she always wanted to be with. And so she fr- wishes in an Irish wishing well or something that it was her wedding. And then she wakes up the next day and it is her wedding. And then it's her deciding, oh my God, did I really want this? Oh. Um, and she's been filming it all over Ireland. And apparently everyone I know has <laughs> seen these film sets and not told me. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I love as well is that this lets Lindsay shine. And I know that like there are loads of people that are like, Lindsay isn't the strongest actress. Lindsay isn't this, Lindsay isn't that. And like people were talking about her appearance and things. But what I do think she always had was a charisma. And I do think that in any scene that she's in, she gets that camera focus. She steals the, the camera lens. Sure. She has an old school screen presence, and unfortunately, she just came of age in an era where the rom coms died. Rom coms don't exist anymore. The only rom coms that do exist are these cheap Netflix rom coms. Even when you get but big screen things, some of them.
1: Are- some of them are very good. Some of them get the high scores on. on some Six of them Watcher. do,
2: and some, and that's just lot because they they're, they're very few and far between. You get Zoe Dutch in them, yeah. You'll get oh Zoe God. Dutch. I love her. What a what a woman. But Lindsay, I, I just think this is the perfect role for her. I just think she shines in the presence. She absolutely is ridiculous and it's silly and she knows it's silly and I think as the audience, <laughs> we know it's silly but it's fun.
0: She's playing but into it for sure. She's like, it's leaning so really into yeah. it.
2: Like, yeah, and it, yeah. it is ridiculous and you roll your eyes at the song where she's singing in the car and you roll the eyes at, Oh, uh, I don't know I how didn't, to make I was, a so, bed. Brilliant.
0: Like, and I was laughing and my partner was like, what are you laughing at? I was like, it's a Mean Girls reference yeah. and he was like, okay. <laughs> I was
2: like, this is amazing but it, it's. And I say this all the time. It's a candy floss movie. And I just think not every movie needs to be a five star award winning, soul crushing, amazing movie. Sometimes I just want to watch a film and then it ends and I go, that yeah. was fun.
0: What am I going to do now? think your candy floss thing is such a good point.
2: Like I just, I had a nice time. It was a short movie. I enjoyed it. It made me smile while I was watching it despite myself. Um, it even committed my worst cinema sin, which is showing me a montage of things that happened in the movie that only happened oh, I hate that. 40 <laughs> minutes ago. I don't I hate need a montage, so I already saw them. <laughs> but even still, despite that, I just, it, it, it knows the movie it is. And I don't think that should be held against it.
1: <laughs> I thank you for your defence there of Christmas <laughs> Very movie. long defence, uh, I do apologise.
0: <laughs> anyone for the prosecution.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> Anyone else wants to
3: step up? We, I guess we'll find out when you unleash your scores onto it. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Hello, I'm Hannah Flint from The First Film Club, a film podcast series dedicated to established and emerging talent, both in front of and behind the camera, and the feature debuts that launch their careers. From the new drama Mass. To the cult classic headers. Each episode is dedicated to a film, a guest and the behind the scenes stories, memories and advice from their time on set. Find us, The First Film Club, wherever you listen to your stripped media podcasts. Come join the club.
3: I will start with you, please, Claire, with your <laughs> recommendability. They're always out of five. So, I mean, it could be quite strong coming from you, I think.
2: No, I'm going for a solid three. Because I <laughs> right. I would recommend this, but with a caveat, I'd be like, it's silly, it's stupid, but it's fun. And so I recommend it with that caveat. Like, I was hoping, like, yeah, give it a watch, like, pop it on while you're doing something else, pop it on while you've got people over. Like, it's just a fun, silly, it's like a soap opera. And we don't have enough, they cancelled neighbours, so, like, just... It's come back. <laughs> I know, I'm so back. excited. <laughs> Are you? I'm
0: so excited. She genuinely I was is, pro- I promise.
2: Yeah. I really am. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a free, it's a solid free. It's a recommendation with a caveat of don't expect
0: miracles. Daisy. um, Do you do half? half?
1: You can do half. many decimal places.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. No, I can't go that too much math. Um, I'm going to go two and a half. It's just slightly below. It's straight down the middle for me because it's one of those things where do you want to watch a film like that? And if you do, perfect. That's exactly what you should go for. If you have no interest in watching a film like that, I wouldn't even, I would just take it from you and hold it tight and be like, well, I'll watch it then. You know, it's just (laughs) straight down the middle. It's what you want, it's perfect. If it's not, then don't go anywhere near it because you shouldn't, because I don't want a negative opinion about something that you're not interested in in the first place.
1: (laughs) That's fair, that's fair. Well, this is is part of the recommendability, it's like understanding your audience. And if you can't recommend easily to all audiences, Then for me, it's... it's, Anyway, Helen, you go first.
3: Uh, I'm going to give it a three as well. I think for a film that doesn't take itself too seriously and, you know, is only an hour and 35 minutes and is quite bizarre as well, I think there are a lot worse films out there than this. And I think if the thought of the return of Lindsay Lohan in her bigger, bigger role... something that interests you and you like silly Christmas films then yeah it's for you it's it was surprisingly more pro-bacon than I was expecting like like really weird bits and you're like such a weird thing to be like really obsessing about so it's kind of like fascinating in sort of a way that you like watching it going "Mm, this is really weird but kind of interesting
2: very anti-vegan pro-single-dad agenda
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
3: <laughs> was, the,
1: was the bacon to show that how much she'd changed since knocking ahead? Maybe. Well, she didn't like bacon before. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I, I guess
2: like I uh, rich woman. people don't like bacon. <laughs> Working <Yeah. laughs>
1: class people, they love bacon. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going for two. I, I can recognise that definitely people would like this, but... I, I actually, quite interestingly, this is the scenario I'd watch this kind of film again. Uh, I was just doing some copy pasting from one Excel sheet to another and I it was there on the corner in the corner of my screen and I knew I didn't really have to pay attention and you knew telegraphed when you would have to pay attention a bit more and then I went back to my excelling. So I apologised. I wasn't the most engaged I was going to pay into the score later on, but I knew I didn't have to be and I was, you know-
0: Spoon feeding you Christmas pudding. pudding. <laughs> it's like, here you go, here's some Christmas. You're like, thank you, thanks for watching.
1: <laughs> so two, um, repeat viewing score, Claire.
2: I gave it a five, cause this was my second viewing and it was actually easier to watch. Like, cause again, I think because of that, I was watching it while building a jigsaw. So I was having, like the first time I watched it, I watched it to really pay attention. So I was like, Lindsay's back, yay. The second time I watched it, I was just vibing, sat on my floor build with a jigsaw had it on in the background because I'd seen it before I knew the bits that I needed to pay attention to and I knew the bits I didn't and it was perfect just background chill good vibes
1: fine I've got a Lego to build at some point hopefully over Christmas um, I will not be watching that may I the recommend
2: season. the Christmas Prince
0: Trilogy nope What <laughs> <laughs> you meant Lego set I was nope. like wow they move quick <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Daisy, your repeat viewing score.
0: I'd probably say a three for rewatchability, purely just because I think Christmas films are limited anyway, because you do generally only watch them at a certain time of year, um, and there's there's a lot to choose from, and there's probably quite a lot more that I'd rather rewatch every year than this one. But that doesn't mean to say that it wouldn't be in the rotation uh, or up 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 for a. Uh, uh, What's the word? Just yeah, it will be there for me to potentially choose, but I can't see me watching it every year. So that's you're kind gonna of prioritize it, it. How
1: many how many Christmas films do you get in a crisp go through in a Christmas period?
0: But last year I watched one at least one a day because I set myself from the a little start of challenge. December. Yeah, yes, yeah. From the oh, okay. start of September. Uh, just, so no, September? Talking... December. <laughs> uh, but this so year I haven't up done to 25. that. Yeah, this year I haven't done that. Um, just because I'm trying to keep this year, I'm trying to keep more on top of new releases. But um, so, yeah, so there's quite a few, obviously, of the, of the classic Christmas films that are in the rotation. And then you've got all of the crap ones coming out every year that are fun to watch. So it'll probably be there every few years. Maybe I'll be like, oh, that'll be quite a bad. I d- can't see myself rushing too quickly back to watch it
3: again. Helen, repeat me in score. I'm not going to watch this again. I definitely <laughs> got all of, all of that uh, I got. So a point five.
2: Oh, wow, <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Bro. yeah I can't see myself watching it again um they've been some good the thing about Christmas films are maybe Helen alluded to this before is like if you watch the, when you watch them when you're younger that's when they're most magical mm-hmm. and that's when they 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 span the rest of your life like Santa Claus a movie in my head I know it's a terrible terrible film and I haven't watched it for at least twenty years but in my mind it's still like amazing but so, Because I watched it when I was a kid and everything was magical. But now as as a more cynical, grown-up person, a lot of it's like just purely, purely nasty And they're so generational
2: because um, for me and Arthur, Arthur Christmas, it's like, no, that's mm. a shit new Christmas movie. People who are five years younger than me, like Daisy, who's Christmas. horrified, <laughs> Arthur Christmas is one of your childhood Christmas movies. But that came out when I was a teenager yeah. slash adult. So to me, I'm like, yeah. no, that's, no, thank you. We didn't
0: come that's out. A- Sorry, but... Bill Nye is the grandpa Sorry uh, well, this I've is
3: never
2: i never even watched it Because I'm like We don't oh, need any lovely. more Christmas movies oh, But Christmas my brain At that age Was like We have enough No more yeah. <laughs> Stop the count <laughs> We have
1: enough Christmas films <laughs> Last year There was a film With Dan Levy And Alison Brie Which I can't quite <laughs> oh,
2: um,
1: Remember the name of
2: No it was two years ago And I loved it And it had Aubrey Plaza in And it Oh my God.
0: And I
2: had Christian Stewart in and I absolutely loved yeah. it. Oh. Um... Miserable. <laughs> it's miserable. It's <laughs> miserable, which is why I love
0: it. People,
1: quickly search the internet. Hold on one Jesus second. Christ.
2: Why can I not remember that film?
1: Dan Levy. Aubrey Plaza. Happiest
3: season. Happiest season. Yes, that's the one. Because it oh, was part of one. what I
2: hoped would be a Christian Stewart miserable Christmas trilogy because she did that in 2020. Then in 2021, she did Diana or Spencer, sorry, which is technically right. a Christmas movie because it's set over the Christmas weekend. So I was like, where is Christian Stewart's third I hate Christmas movie? Um, Cause I love them all. I love, <laughs> I just love watching Christian Stewart. I hate Christmas.
1: Yeah, I think the um, I, I, no, well, one point was, I really like that one. I really, I thought it was great. Lovely. But I was predisposed to with Aubrey Plaza, Dan Levy, who I thought, or Levy, who mm. thinks fantastic. Looking forward to him in the next season of uh, Sex Education. And who was the other person? Or, uh, Alison Bree, mm-hmm. who I love as well. We love so I was kind of predisposed to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there can be good and quite cheaply made Christmas. There's nothing fancy about that one either. I think just having a good story that kind of makes sense. They, if they had a fancy magical, miracle kind of elf person in it, like Father Christmas, I think that would have been fine in that as well. But.
0: Is that how you're. Judging how crap something is, as if it has a random (laughs) Christmas Magical Elf appearance. I
2: I think the difference (laughs) between Happiest Season and Fallen for Christmas is budget, not in terms of the film, is budget Mm. in terms of cast, because the cast of of Happiest Season is stacked. Every Mm. single person, whilst they might not necessarily be movie stars, there is not a single person that has not been in a critically acclaimed TV show in the last 10 years. That that cast is absolutely stacked for people falling for Christmas. They gave their entire budget to Lindsay, and I think that is the difference.
0: <laughs> they didn't even have enough money for like a, a good camera at that point, <laughs> or, or,
3: or realistic looking snow. Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, so we also have uh Mackenzie Davis, who I think is awesome, oh, and um, Mer- the, the Steenbergen,
2: mm-hmm. oh. the car, there is not a bad person in that bunch. It's such a beautiful movie. It's a perfect movie.
1: Lauren Lapkus as well, guys, you know, <laughs> we should watch spend money it on, on the cast. <laughs> it's not on Netflix. It's on it, Prime, I believe. It
2: was on Prime, it, so. it was on now and it was on Prime at various points. Okay, so,
1: so anyway, let's get back to this <laughs> film. Um, everyone, we seem to be dodging, talking about it, um, small screen score. This might pick up some points here for me anyway. Claire.
2: it's a 4.5 for me literally because Oof. this this is made for the small screen and it is it looks better on the laptop than it does on a tv and this would look horrific on a, on a in a cinema i don't want to see this in the cinema this it, this knows what it's made for and i'm okay with that and it's okay with it we all know the cinematographer knows the director knows the audience knows we all know this is a small screen movie
1: daisy
0: yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5 as well because I actually finished watching it on the phone on the train and I was perfect. <laughs> and I was perfectly happy doing that. I don't tend to like doing that at all and if I do it's something like a sitcom or Pokemon or something like that. And yeah, I d- I d- don't feel like I got anything less from it. In fact, in a weird way, listening to it with headphones maybe then listen to the soundtrack as I was walking on. <laughs> 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 so I feel like, yeah, no, it, it, if you're going to watch anything, this kind of stuff is made for that because you don't, like Claire said, you don't, it actually makes it look better because you're not picking out the tiny
3: details. Helen? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a five for me. I, I wouldn't have gone to see this at the cinema. So yeah, perfect for a small screen.
1: The reason I went oof when you said 4.5, I just thought it's a stone cold five. Uh, I'm going for five as well.
3: <laughs> well, because I, I, uh, I
0: don't like watching stuff. I've always, sorry, I've always got to have my thing of like, I watched it between a TV and a phone. And as much as I didn't really notice too much difference, I still would prefer seeing it on a big screen. That's it. I
2: always, my my goal is to see things as big as possible. So it does lose a little bit because it should, a good film is adaptable to all viewing experiences.
1: Engagement score. Claire, you're you're jigsawing during the second time, so it can't be that high. (laughs) Let, Let us know.
2: But you know what? It's almost because of that my engagement score would be a four, because it is difficult to turn off. Because it's so easy you to don't watch. remember it's on. What, well, no, like, <laughs> what? What's the point in turning it off? Like if yeah, you asked me this ten or to. fifteen years Get on with ago. Your life. But like <laughs> I was building a gym store. <laughs> Come on, what was I doing? Um, sure. But like 10, 15 years ago when we had cable TV and you could flick through the channels and there were a million things on. But nowadays when I want to watch something, I have to think, right, what streamers do I have? What are the options on my streamers? Oh my God. Now I've got to look for the watch list and the watch list has like 30, 40, 50 things on it. Just pop this on and just turn your brain off. It was beautiful. I just needed to disconnect.
1: I don't understand what you're what you're saying there because now there's more films on offer than there were on cable. The stress
2: it... of picking a film is so high because I'm like there's too much choice. <laughs> I miss just popping on Channel Four. I mean, like what's the nine o'clock movie? Oh, I like oh, that I miss movie. That. I'll sit down and watch it. Channel Four I still exists.
3: You can still put yeah. Channel Four on at nine o'clock, I, and there'll be m- a film.
2: We don't have form. we don't have terrestrial TV in my house.
1: I do I do miss that aspect of just coming home and seeing what was on and being like, oh, I've watched that thing. Yeah. But I do not I do not sanction the, the bit where this well, I, I can understand the stress of what which film to pick, Finally, And none of them make it easy.
2: Choice paralysis.
1: M- choice paralysis. But also when a film is on that I don't want to watch and I don't need to watch it, and there's a million other films to watch, my life I, I just I can see my life force kind Uh, of draining away absolutely
2: (laughs) i do agree with that but i don't think this film falls into that category either this film isn't so heinous that i'm like i hate this i want to turn it off the worst thing about this film is it's really predictable and it's cheesy but you know what i can totally vibe with that and leave it playing. if it was like offensive or difficult or annoyed me, but like I'm just like, ah, it's cute. It's fine. It's whatever. Leave it on. It's more effort to turn it off and find something else to watch.
1: <laughs> Daisy engagement score. We spent a lot of time on Sorry. this uh this four. It's not your fault. <laughs> already I'm not going to tell you what the score is. Well, the score is currently 2.68750. It's oh, already wow. higher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh
0: um I'm actually gonna go for a I'm probably gonna say a three and a half Because like, like Claire said, like I wouldn't turn it off because it will be, I'd be watching it. And then if I'm, if I'm, I'd probably watch it in the background or I'm doing other things, wrapping presents, things like that. Like I would quite happily, it's not that long a film. Like I know what I've got myself in for. If I put it on, I'm going to be ready for that for an hour and a half. Unless I'm going out, I'm probably not going to turn it off. Even if I leave it on, make a cup of tea, come back. So, although it's not engaging in the way that traditionally you probably look at it um, for what it does and what it is, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily turn it off. So, I'm going to go for a three, three and a half because I'm still cognizant that engaged isn't quite <laughs> there. <laughs> but it, I wouldn't. Nece- I wouldn't turn it off. So,
3: Helen, uh, I'm going to give it a two point five. I mean, it, there was there wasn't really that many surprises going on. I could kind of guess where it was going, but that it wrapped everything up within it's it's rather short one hour 35 was quite pleasing if it had been any longer then i don't know if i could have finished watching it so i think this this was a, a it was fine <laughs> 2.5 <laughs> um
1: yeah 1.5 like i said i was I was on excel at the same time in a different corner of the screen um, i have got quite a big screen though so it wasn't like tiny but at the same time I knew I didn't have to pay attention for me, and I and I, and I didn't. One point five, so that gives us an overall score of three point one five sixty five, which is definitely higher than I thought it was going to be. And it's out, uh, you know, the small screen score kicks it out into the orbits. Really,
0: what I will say is that obviously you guys have got a really cool scoring system where you're taking into account your ethos of the podcast right like going into netflix what are you getting out from netflix versus just general film scores so that's mm. really interesting to me because like as a netflix film this works quite well versus yeah. if we were going to review it as a theatrical release i can imagine the scores yeah. would be very different yeah,
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I i completely like as a fan of the film completely agree like if i'd have paid good money to go to the cinema to see this i'd be like um
1: Excuse me. Uh, We have a tweet, I believe, Helen. We do. Related to this. Everyone following us online, please do uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at FlixWatcherPod. And we do put out tweets related to films in general, films on Netflix. But also, before we go into record, we put out a little tweet asking for your opinions. Uh, Look out for a tweet saying something like this. We're reviewing Fallen for Christmas with Claire, Ellen, Hope and Daisy Vic Edwards. Uh, Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts and a score of five stars for a shout out on FlixWatcher Podcast. And we had one response, which... Was a coercive response, I think, um, from from Helen's husband. <laughs> Claire, have you got that? Have you got yep. that in front of you?
2: So Rhys Hayward gives yeah. it three stars and says, "All a bit silly, but quite sweet, and better than Love Actually." Um, which you know, I'd say on par. I'd say on par with Love Actually, you because know, it is—it's silly, it's sweet, it's nonsensical, but we're all yeah. just here um, for the good
3: I mean, vibes. <laughs> he watched. He watched the whole film, which is. A lot more than most films. So,
1: <laughs> has he watched Jurassic Park yet?
3: Uh, not yet. <laughs> Maybe I love I'll try that. that over what, what have you watched?
0: I've watched Falling for Christmas, but I haven't watched Jurassic Park. Everyone's got one of those.
2: <laughs> it's me, The Godfather. I've still never seen The Godfather.
0: Yeah, Matt, who's been on the podcast, says to me, he'll he'll do it with any classic film. we like, you haven't seen Vertigo, but you have seen The Human Centipede two twice, and I'm like, yes, I have. <laughs> That's me. <laughs>
1: Yeah um, I will never watch any human centipede films So
2: you're not going to come on to our podcast And do human centipede free
0: No that's a decline
1: <sighs> that's a Probably decline. not for that film I'll pick...
0: <laughs> We wouldn't be that mean We'd let you pick a different one Someone's <laughs> got to do it though That's all I'm saying
1: Well Daisy and Claire can you sign off by telling everyone Who's listening tell them where we can find you online And uh, we'll say goodbye to them And also Merry Christmas
0: Sure. Um. So you can find me um on Twitter at Daisy Vic Edwards, and I'm on Letterboxd and Instagram, um at Daisy Victoria Edwards, and um our podcast is at W Rated Pod on Twitter, and uh, I think it's W Rated on Instagram. Is that right, Claire? Perfect. See, I always forget. <laughs> I'll pass over to Claire. Yeah. Uh,
2: you can find me at Claire Ellen Hope Claire without the I, um on Twitter and Instagram, and sometimes behind the W-rated podcast Twitter and hopefully we will be back with episodes very soon I do actually have some episodes up my sleeve we're just trying to get mm-hmm. some more so that we don't um, tease you so we will be back soon we promise <laughs> hopefully and Merry Christmas Merry
1: Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas if you're listening around Christmas time otherwise thank you for listening anyway
3: <laughs> bye
1: bye, bye.
3: audio, tell them she sent you. You just heard a Stripped Media Production.